The St. Louis Cardinals and the Detroit Tigers are set to battle at Bush Stadium this weekend. So today, we bring you a crossover episode with Locked On Tigers host, Scott Bentley. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals and Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. So it's going to be a, uh, a Titanic matchup this weekend. It really is. Uh, at Bush Stadium, a battle of two World Series contenders who will take the field in St. Louis to see who will reign supreme as the best team in Major League Baseball. But wait, it's not 2006 anymore. This is now 2023, and the Tigers are 13 and 17, and the Cardinals are even worse. They're 10 and 22. I'll give some credit to Detroit here. They've won three in a row, while the Cardinals have now dropped six straight. So the Tigers are going to catch St. Louis at a very good time. And to help guide us through what this series has to offer, we've got Locked on Tigers host Scott Bentley joining us. Scott, how are you, man? I'm feeling great at the moment. We're uh, we're recording this mere hours after the uh, the Tigers completed their sweep uh, at home against the Mets, and they faced Scherzer and Verlander like in Comerica. So like we gave them standing ovations and then beat them, kind of like best case scenario. Uh, yeah, I'm, vibes are very high over here. I'm feeling great. Well, I'm glad somebody feels good uh, on this panel right now because things are not going very well in St. Louis at the moment. I'm not sure uh, how much you've kept up with what's happening on the National League side of things, but uh, the Cardinals now have the worst record in the National League, uh, something that uh, a lot of people did not see. I don't know anybody who thought it was going to be this bad. Some people thought they were going to struggle and not be quite as good as maybe their numbers were last year, but Nothing like this. This has been uh, quite bizarre. On the other hand, Detroit at 13 and 17, winners of three straight. Uh, where, with the record being what it is right now, are you, are you, is this where you thought you guys would be? Is it worse? Is it better? You know, I, I think, so after April, I think we were 10 and 17 after, like on, on May 1st. Um, so I think, I guess that makes sense, right? Cause we, we had an off day on May 1st and then we obviously just played three. So yeah, 10 and 17 after April was kind of, I guess, right around going into the season. We looked at the first six weeks of the Tigers schedule is, is a lot of really good baseball teams. And so we, we kind of had this feeling like, oh, it might be another slow start for like the fourth year in a row. And then. We'll see what they can do. You know, at the end of May, we get like Royals, Nationals, like White Sox or something. And we're like, all right, like there. Um, but then like very quickly in the last few days, like the Mets, while 
they're still much better than the Tigers roster is certainly like hasn't been world beaters. Um, and, and then like you guys, like I don't need to tell you all about like the, the, the struggles <laughs> and I guess not living up to expectations or whatnot that you guys are going through. So it, it's definitely this weird thing where like, yeah, I, I would say it was probably about on par. I think most people uh, coming into the season had us at like a high 60s or low 70s win total. Like I was called the super optimist when I said 74 wins. Um, and so I, I think that that's probably uh, around where we expected to be given the schedule and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's it's been pretty solid pitching and just the worst offense in baseball. And that's gotten <laughs> you a few, you know, one run victories here and there, but uh, still, still same old as, as last year, as far as the offense goes, has kind of been our problem this year. Um, let's talk about your offense then. Let's, let's, uh, let's start where maybe it'll give a little hope to the Cardinals breaking their streak. If you're as bad as the, you say they are, uh, wh- what's going on with the offense? Uh, you know, as far as names that people might be familiar with, uh, you know, we, we, we would know guys like Spencer Torkelson is a guy that, uh, was the first overall pick, but, uh, the guy from, uh, Baez. Javi Baez from Chicago, like we had to play him a bunch of times. Guys might be familiar with them, but for the most part, not a lot of huge names on the Tigers uh, roster offensive-wise. For sure. No, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, you, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you guys have gotten a, a lot of – very acquainted with Javi Baez over the years. So uh, he got hit in the hand actually today. So uh, it sounds – he played afterwards, so it sounds like he'll be fine. But if he misses the opener, don't be too terribly shocked. Um but yeah, him and, and Torgelson, you know, former number one overall pick, and he hasn't really lived up to that yet. Still very early on in his career. He's hitting the ball hard this year, just hasn't gotten a whole lot of results. And then uh, Riley Green, another like former top five prospect in the entire game of baseball who yeah. uh, homered against Verlander actually on Thursday. So that was nice to see, but it's kind of gotten off to a relatively slow start to his major league career as well. Really the offense is, at the time of this recording, is the lowest scoring offense in the entire game of baseball. If you just sort by runs scored, they are 30th. So uh, they, they, are, they are at the bottom. And, and last year, it was legitimately one of the worst offenses statistically in the modern era of baseball. And so uh, a lot of people were kind of banking on, oh, well, it can't be as bad as last year, but they also didn't add any pieces offensively, really. Like they traded Gregory Soto and got a couple players for the Phillies back, um, but didn't really like go out and sign a a single bat after having one of the worst offenses ever. So uh, coming into the year, it was like, okay, we don't expect it to be great, but like we're expecting bounce backs from Torkelson, Green, Baez, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I, I think the the biggest thing with this team is the approaches are honestly not bad. Like you're you're not just going to be able to go up there and do like good morning after good afternoon good night and just like strike everybody out. Like it's 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 not a a horrible team approach. They've actually driven a lot of starters out of games after like three ish three or four innings. The problem is they okay, you knocked the starter out after two innings, you scored two runs off them. Like, the game's not out of hand. It's just like you make pitchers work and then you don't really do anything with them. Um, so so low power numbers, lowest slugging percentage in baseball uh, as well, but, like, genuinely not the worst approaches. Like, you're, you're going to have to battle. You're going to have to grind. But for the most part, if you're filling the zone, you're going to give yourself a chance. Now, in May, 
the the new month came and now Javi has two homers in two days in May after having zero in the entire month of April. Uh, Riley Green just hit a, a home run on Thursday. Matt Veerling, one of the guys who's been pretty good this year that uh, that they got for Gregory Soto uh, from the Phillies. One of the fastest dudes in baseball, big time plus defender and has a has pretty solid, you know, around league average offensive numbers. So he might be a guy to look out for. But um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, you're just you're, you're trying to look for uh, for us. We're trying to find out who's going to have any power on this team. Uh, and, and as an opponent, you know, that could come again. Javi seems to have kind of figured it out again. So that could be an easy answer. But uh, Eric Haas is another guy who um, had a pretty solid year last season. The only person on the team I can say that about offensively. Um, and, and already has two homers in the month of May as well. So it looks like the calendar flipped, and now they have like six homers when they only had uh, 20 in the entire month of April. So it, that those are kind of the guys, I guess, that I would keep an eye out for. But but really, as long as you're not giving up the long ball, you're going to have a chance against against Detroit for the most part. Well, that's music to Cardinals fans' ears because our pitching staff is just horrid so far, uh, yeah. and they love giving up the long. It's going to be a battle of bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll have a low-scoring affair uh, over the weekend. It, it could happen. It could happen. Um, yeah. As far as the Cardinals go, uh, offensively, it's it's bizarre because when you go and look at some of their stats and the analytics and what it it says. They should be a pretty good offense right now, yet they're not winning games. And uh, things continue to uh, – it changes every game. They find a different way to lose each time, uh, just like the Angel series that we just had on Monday – or Tuesday. On Tuesday, uh, no offense at all. Patrick Sandoval shuts them down, and they, they can't do anything. Then they get Shohei Otani on Wednesday. They score on Shohei. They have a lead on Shohei, and the bullpen implodes. And then – on Thursday, starting pitching is terrible, and the offense is there. They score seven runs, but they gave up 11, so they lose again, and it's just a, a constant cycle that's going on right now. So um, you never know which one's going to fail you, but it seems like no matter what game it is, one of those parts will go down, and that usually becomes the reason why uh, the Cardinals lose. So uh, we'll see how it all turns out this weekend. We're going to talk about those pitching matchups uh, coming up next here on Locked on Cardinals. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total total is closer to $200. So if you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, need to get your hands on Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and will cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place, which is great. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forget about, and chances are you're one of them. So Rocket Money is perfect for you. It's going to quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for any of them that you don't want to pay for anymore, especially the ones you aren't using just hit cancel. That's all you got to do. Hit the cancel button. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. Rocket Money also helps you manage all of your finances in one place and will automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything kind of looks off. You know, they're going to keep you posted on that. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. 
You want to keep your money. You don't want to blow it on stuff that you're not using anymore. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. The Cardinals have the Detroit Tigers in town next, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast. And, of course, the Tigers' hometown broadcast as well with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. I imagine the same for you would be search Tigers over there, Scott. So uh, that's probably how you do it. Uh, we want to thank you guys for making Locked on Tigers and Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Let's talk about the pitching staff, the pitching matchups that are going on here. I mentioned uh, just before this segment that the Cardinals starting pitching has been atrocious for the most part outside of the guy you're going to face on Friday, Hi. which is Jordan Montgomery, who's been very, very good. He's uh, just two and four on the season so far, uh, but ERA at 3.34. He's had three games where he hasn't allowed much at all, where like just wonderful games where it's like one run or less. And yet the Cardinals offense gets shut out in those three games. So Hence why he's got a record the way it is. On the other side for the Tigers, it's Matthew Boyd, 1-2, 5.47 ERA. What can you tell us about Matthew Boyd so far this year, Scott? Yeah, you know, well, it's it's funny because Matt Boyd was a Tiger for six years, and then they non-tendered him, and he went and signed with the Giants, and then the Giants traded him at the deadline last year to the Mariners, which is where he finished the season. And then we got our new president of baseball operations who was the former GM of the Giants and his one of his first moves was bringing Matthew Boyd back to the Detroit Tigers so um, kind of a, an interesting start to his tenure but uh, yeah so he, even though he wasn't on the team last year very very familiar obviously you know it, you're getting a first half Matthew Boyd which historically is a much better version of Matthew Boyd but uh, he is has always been He's going to get strikeouts, uh, but he's also going to give up homers. That's just been the story of his entire career. He really good K numbers, a really nice slider. That's going to get especially a lot of the lefties in your lineup to swing and miss. Uh, it moves a ton. He will throw the change up to righties. It's a pretty effective pitch. His fastball solid, um, but he will hang about seven to 10 sliders a game. And most people do damage with them. So uh, yeah, like he'll end the season with, you know, somewhere around a four ERA, give or take like two tenths of a run or whatnot. But uh, it, he'll have really good strikeout numbers and also will be toward the top of the league probably in, in home runs given up because that's what we've seen pretty much every year for the last five or six years of Matthew Boyd. So um, and, and this year has, has really been not too terribly different to be honest with you so or else I'd be singing a different tune but like he came back and he looks pretty much uh, uh he looks a lot similar for sure so that'll be you'll have opportunities to go deep uh if you don't go deep then he, he has the ability to to shove and and can put together a pretty good performance but he you will have your opportunities to hit the ball hard against Matthew Boyd that's for sure and uh, one thing that Cardinals fans might might be happy about is uh, Matthew Boyd's a left-hander, which means yes. good stuff for the Cardinals normally because they hit left-handers much better than they hit right-handers. Uh, Cardinals are sixth in the league in batting average against lefties, hitting 280 this season, and uh, they have hit eight home runs. They They like seeing lefties normally, but again, Patrick Sandoval just – 
kind of made him look silly <laughs> a yep. couple of days ago. So um, hopefully this will turn around for the Cardinals there. Uh, let's move on to our, our pitching matchup on Saturday, which is one that I think Cardinals fans are going to be a, a little more excited about. Going for the Tigers, you've got Spencer Turnbull, who is uh, one in four. His ERA is almost seven, Scott, which is not good. On the other hand, the Cardinals get uh, Uncle Charlie back. Uh, Adam Wainwright right. is set to make his first uh, major league start of the season in his final year uh wearing a cardinal uniform he's going to retire at the end of the season um got injured at the world baseball classic and has worked his way back uh, had three minor league starts and uh is ready to make his season debut on saturday what's going on with turnball though i mean an era close to seven at this point uh not good no no yeah <laughs> certainly not good he he's very frustrating to me personally because uh, I have been such an advocate for him and like for over the last three, four years now, uh, he has stuff that dances. He has really, really a ton of movement on his pitches. He has like this two seam sinker thing that moves a boatload. Uh, the problem is so far this season, no one in the ballpark himself included has any idea where a single pitch is going. And like, that's been, the the reason why the ERA is so high, like he he really he he's had one start where he got popped for like a ton of runs. I think it was the Tampa game. Uh, but a lot of the reason why his ERA is high is not because he goes out there and and he gives up you know eight runs in two innings. It's because he gives up a run in inning and he's so inefficient. He only lasts three innings, four innings. So like he'll go out there and and and. Uh, go four innings, three earned runs. It's like that's not good for your ERA, but like it's still a winnable ball game when he gets pulled, right? So that's kind of what it is. Like he's he's not getting barreled up a ton. Uh, it, it's mostly just the most inefficient pitching you will ever see in your life. Like every single batter he faces, it will be a two-two count, a three-two count. Uh, I think he's only made it to the fifth inning twice. And he hasn't made it to the sixth, I'm pretty sure, so far this year. And he hasn't missed a start. He, he's coming off of Tommy John, but he's made every fifth start on the year. So, yeah, like that's it, – it's really it, – I know the ERA is high. And and when you think of an ERA of seven, you think of like seven, eight runs being put up against him. It's it's not that. It's it's just legitimately – I'm not sure I've, I've seen a, a major league pitcher like struggle so much to just put the ball anywhere near the strike zone on a consistent basis than I have so far a month into the season with Turnbull. So again, coming off Tommy John missed like a year and a half of baseball. They're going to give him time. They don't really have anyone waiting in the wings. So like he's going to keep getting opportunities, but that is certainly why you see the numbers at where they are currently. So on the Cardinal side, probably preach some patience at the plate. I would on, that, yes. on Saturday against Turnbull. Um, you mentioned he's coming off that injury uh, pitch count wise. Are they, are they keeping an eye on that? Cause looking at his game logs, like he's, he's around 80 is where they kind of yank him. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's anything with like, we haven't been told anything about a pitch count. Cause he, he was healthy for all of spring and, and that was where they kind of limited him. But I, I mean, I think the reason it's 80 again is because like when you're allowing two to three base runners an inning for the first three or four innings every single start, I I, I think you kind of look and you go, okay, well, I think we're going to go to our pen now for five and kind of – because the bullpen's been really solid this year for us. So 
I think it's honestly more so to do with game flow than pitch count. Just again, no efficiency. I, I like you said, I, I would definitely preach patience with uh, with the boys on Saturday. And then we wrap things up on Sunday with uh, another afternoon game, and uh, hasn't been announced for uh, for Detroit uh, a pitcher yet. For the Cardinals, though, it's been one of the biggest disappointments on the season for them so far. Uh, Steven Matz, who was 0-4, his ERA at 6.39. Um, and he's somebody that, like, Cardinal fans are absolutely sick of. Like, they they cannot stomach watching him out on the mound. There was talk that he may not even make this next start, that they, they might kick him back and do a bullpen and just kind of give him a break because he's just had a really rough go. Uh, very injury riddled last year but when he did pitch near the end like he, he he didn't look too bad had a great spring and then it just has not been good for him at all coming into uh this season I mean every single start it's kind of like what you're saying about Turnbull where there's just people on all the time and then boom a three-run jack happens and it, he's out and you're just like what just happened um, it's been a tough go. Uh, how do the Tigers uh, go up against lefties this year? Have, they, have you noticed any difference whether they hit righties or lefties any better? Well, as far as better or worse, I'm not sure there's been too much of a difference. But I will tell you, you'll see a much different lineup. Like that will be uh, – they, they, this team, because of the current state that they are in, is very fond of the the utility platoon, right? Like somebody who can play three or four different positions defensively, and has a specialty righty or lefty at the plate. So um, I, I can say that they they have a couple of dudes that are hitting lefties really well that that uh, maybe won't work their way into the lineup against righties. I can almost assure you he was sick against the Mets this series, but he seems to be doing well now. For people who are interested in Miguel Cabrera's farewell tour, mm-hmm. he will certainly – I can't guarantee the first two because he, he's not playing every day, uh, even close to, and his numbers are pretty dreadful. He will almost certainly be the designated hitter uh, if you guys have a lefty go in this series. So you can at least kind of do the, you know, before the game, whatever gift you guys got him, like that whole thing <laughs> that everybody's doing. Uh, we, we can have fun with that, and then he'll probably play on Sunday at a minimum. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's really same story, different day. And then as far as the pitching goes, the reason why we're uh, TBA at the moment, at the time of this recording at least, is because uh, of the rainouts earlier this week and then a doubleheader against the Mets. So technically, we have pitched uh, like six. We've gone through the rotation in one last day than like we're used to, right? So we we have a, a, a layover day here where every anybody who went on Sunday would be going on short rest. So uh, you're missing Erod, which you should be very thankful of. As we he are, been, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> demolishing everyone. Uh, so you're going to miss him by a day. I think, uh, it sounds like they might go to one of like the long relievers in our bullpen currently, which would be like Tyler Alexander, who's like a pitch to contact lefty, um, that is much better in his career as a reliever than a starter, but it's kind of like our safety valve starter. So you might see him. Uh, I don't know if they're going to call anyone up for that game necessarily, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's when you guys figure out who the starter is, it'll be just as big of a surprise to us as it is for y'all, I guess. <laughs> well, if if I could speak for everybody uh, on the St. Louis side of things, please throw another left-hander. That'd be right. awesome. We, we would appreciate <laughs> right. that. That'd be really sweet of you guys, considering how things are going over here. 
you know, I appreciate you guys taking care of us. Of course, of course. We got our uh, our picks to click. We're going to do those here in just a bit, just to, to kind of give you a, who are some of the guys that we think are going to stand out in this series. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals and Locked on Tigers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing. We're always changing. You're, you're certainly not the same person now as you were in high school, or if you are in high school right now, you're not going to be the same person when you go off to college and years after that, because you live, you learn, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to grow inside and out, and therapy is something that can help you with that. It's all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do, like why Cardinals fans want uh, you know, the, the front office completely fired and gotten rid of after... Years and years of success, no losing season since 2007, but yeah, get them out of here. That's how, that's how people are feeling right now. It's nice to be able to talk through things, and it's always nice to have someone there just to listen, and that's where BetterHelp can benefit you. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you're coming from. It could be a bad place. It could also be a good place. Uh, it's just nice to talk to someone. So if you're thinking of starting therapy you should give better, better help a try. It's entirely online, which is great. Designed to be convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. If you got a, a wild schedule, you work nights, you got kids during the day, when do you squeeze something in? Better help's flexible that way, where uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go around your schedule. So discover your potential with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on MLB. So we mentioned the pitching matchups a few moments ago. Uh, the Cardinals will have what's been their best pitcher so far going on the mound tonight. Um, it's usually been an interesting game when Jordan Montgomery's there, and you can catch all of the pitches and all of the swings and misses probably by the Cardinals uh, during the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you're interested in listening to the Tigers hometown broadcast, same thing there. SXM app, just search Tigers. Um, the Cardinals don't hit righties all that well. And uh, with Gorman coming out of Thursday's game with back tightness, he normally would have been the guy that I would have picked to uh, go up against like like Turnbull or if you have a righty that's uh, going to be on the mound on Sunday. He's a guy that I would have uh, picked to click this weekend. Uh, he's been a, He's been a good choice, but back tightness so I'm I'm going to I'm going to journey off of that. I'm going to go with a guy that you might have uh noticed during the World Baseball Classic Scott and that was Lars Newbar who was on team Japan four hits on Thursday. He's starting to put it together, hopefully starting to hit more line drives. He was one of those guys that had been pounding things into the ground. He was having some issues there, striking out a lot. In fact, his uh, his buddy Shohei struck him out three times the other night. So oh. was it wasn't very nice to him at all for being a former teammate. Uh, but um, I'll go with him this weekend as my, uh, my click to pick. Who's somebody on the Detroit side of things that you think might have a big weekend against St. Louis? Yeah, you know, it's – those are always really interesting questions because with a team like Detroit, there isn't like a, like a clear, okay, like this dude is leading the way offensively. He's an easy pick every weekend or every series, you know? So um, I, I think for this one, I really like, th there's been this big assurgence, I guess, uh, in a player named Zach McKinstry, who did not, 
play for the Tigers even in spring training. He was in the Cubs organization throughout spring training. And two days before opening day, Scott Harris, the new president of baseball ops, uh, traded for Zach McKinstry to uh, be a member of the Tigers. He's been a utility. He's been second. He's played corner outfield, whatever. In the first couple of weeks of the season, he was not hitting a lick. And everybody was like, why did we bring this dude on? (laughs) And now – statistically he has legitimately been one of the best hitters on the team this season out of nowhere. And uh, for a team that has desperately needed some production out of the leadoff spot, um, they have been putting McKinstry, especially against right-handed pitching in the leadoff spot uh, so far this season. So um, I I think that McKinstry might have a a pretty decent weekend. He's been hitting the ball really hard. He's been playing good defense, um, and and we might see him continue to be the leadoff hitter for this team. So offensively, I, I think I'll go with him. And then uh, I, none of the starters, I don't think, really <laughs> uh, jump out to me this weekend. If there was ever a weekend for the Cardinals to get back on track, I think uh, it's probably with, with these uh, pitching matchups, especially Saturday and Sunday, going for us. But the Tigers had really good bullpen play. So if, if I wasn't going to go with a hitter, I'd probably go with uh, – Alex Lang or Jason Foley, who, uh, I mean, objectively so far this year have been two of the best relievers in the entire game of baseball, and they're both in the Tigers' bullpen, which is nice. So, um, yeah, I, I would say I would say that's probably who I'm looking at. All right. And McKinstry, if I remember, he, he runs pretty well, too. So yeah. uh, the Cardinals have had some issues with uh, – it's not Contreras behind home plate that's the problem, throwing guys out. It's the pitchers not being yeah. able to hold runners – on very well. I'm a like catcher. They, they, it's always the pitcher's fault. Let me tell you. It, it has been this year, man. Always. It has been like they just take off, like while the guy is still in the stretch, and it's weird. And there's, it's, I don't know what they've been getting out of them and the scouting reports or whatever. But San Francisco, who didn't steal all that much going into their series, just ran all over them, and yeah. it, it was weird to see. So um, maybe McKinstry is one of those guys that, uh, if I remember, speed wise, like he's somebody that will will steal a bag here or there. So for sure, yeah, to, him and, and Veerling is like 99th sprint speed, like percentile sprint speed type of guy. So he'd be a guy to watch out for for sure as well. All right. Well, that's how things are shaping up for this weekend at Bush Stadium. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals and the Tigers hometown broadcast for this weekend series. Uh, we've got Adam Wainwright coming back on Saturday. Good news for the Cardinals, hopefully. And uh, for the Tigers, um, maybe we see some Miggy Cabrera this weekend. That could be kind of cool in St. Louis as well. So uh, once again, you can catch the hometown broadcast for both teams with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals or search Tigers. Uh, Scott, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. Um, I don't know what to say, but our teams aren't great right now. <laughs> like, uh, well, that, it's, I, I it's guess just, I hope for the best for everybody. Let's stay injury free. I don't, I don't know. What to say it's just, it's so weird. Like with, uh, with how, you know, like you guys are always good. And so like, this is obviously a huge shockwave and the fan base is, is reacting because the, like it's, it's brand new territory. Like we won 10 games in April and that's the best April we've had in four years. <laughs> so like, I think we're at, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're 13 and 17. We're also in a division where we are three and a half games out of first place at 13 and 17. So like vibes are great over here, despite <laughs> being still four games under 500. We're, we're not too far apart in the standings, but very different fan bases at the moment. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Well, no offense. I, I, we genuinely just need one win to kind of get us off the schneid. I'm I not ex- exactly expecting a series sweep or even two out of three. 
we just need one. We just need one to start getting those good vibes going again because it's it's awfully negative over here uh, in St. Louis. But uh, Scott, a lot. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for joining us here. And uh, if you haven't given Scott a follow yet, you can see on uh, our YouTube page right now. You can see him at Bentley Scotty, and uh, you can follow him there. And uh, obviously, with the Locked On uh, Tigers Twitter account as well. Anywhere else that you're you're available on social media, you want to plug? Um, I mean, if you're for some reason a Cardinals Red Wings fan, you can follow at LO underscore Red Wings as I'm also the host of uh, Lockdown Red Wings. But I would imagine that that's few and far between. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get anybody from this. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to uh, follow both of us on Twitter. Like and subscribe our channels on YouTube. We do appreciate each and every one of you for being a part of it. And uh, once again, Scott, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you out there on the field this weekend, pal. Absolutely. I appreciate you for reaching out. Thank you. Thank you.